1: Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective 2020 on Vision
0: Well I wonder what we all might think about the idea of an Old Testament prophet being a watchman someone who would warn of the enemy's approach and whether the watchman if they failed to make that sort of signal to their own team whether they would have blood on their hands if they did not make the right call. Well, let's talk through some issues today. Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch has been writing about the watchman, about Ezekiel, and about the idea of, I don't want blood on my hands. Bill Muhlenberg, back with us. Bill, welcome back to 2020. Thanks again for having me. Bill, in some sense, you've been doing what you do for a long, long time, uh, sounding the warning, you know, raising the alarm. It's a little bit like you're a watchman on the wall. And I guess some thoughts around Ezekiel become quite important when we talk about this the idea of making a warning because not everybody likes the idea of being warned.
1: Yeah, well, that's for sure. Uh, you're never too popular. When you're there, kind of waving the red flag, trying to sound the alarm, trying to get people to uh, wake up to impending danger. Now, mind you, in on one hand, it should be all very welcome, right? Uh, you know, look look at the illustration. You you see your neighbor's child playing on the road. You see an oncoming truck, right? Hurtling down the street, uh, nobody who isn't, you know, at all uh, any concerned a human being, they'd run out, they'd sound the alarm. If they could, they'd swoop up the child and race it off the street, right? That, that would be a most normal people would do that. And that, I suppose, is uh, what the Christian is called to do as well on so many fronts, obviously rescuing people from heading, you know, the highway to hell, uh, warning people. There is a eternal destiny, which uh, you really don't want if you don't change your ways. And then there's the culture wars, warning about, say, this or that challenge to faith and freedom. But yeah, it's uh, well, because it's kind of negative news, it's kind of gloomy, it's kind of dark. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they just want the happy stuff. A lot of Christians just want the stuff that will make them feel good. They don't really want to hear warnings about this is where we're going as a culture and if we don't wake up soon, we're going to lose our freedoms. Thankfully, some people do, but uh, I've got a feeling after doing this for so long that perhaps the majority is not all that interested.
0: As you say, there is a particular style of perception for the person who's calling the warning. And, uh, you know, as you say, sometimes criticisms that, oh, you're just being negative all the time. Uh, Why don't you take Mm. another position and be encouraging or uh, why don't you be the person who is giving an exhortation? Why don't you be the person who is calling people up to a higher level? I mean, there is a certain sense uh, that if you are going to be negative, uh, you've got to have your facts right. And you've got to, not like Chicken Little who says the sky is falling, you've got to actually have something to hold on to there, Bill. Uh, So for people who would be in that sort of Ezekiel framework, uh, you do have to have some good foundations. Otherwise, you'll soon look just terribly negative.
1: Yeah, that's right. You certainly have to know what you're called to do and know what it is you're sharing with others. And uh, mind you, I think, some of this can come down to personality types. I think God actually uses people, including their personality. Uh, you, know, I'm, I'm, you know, I suppose people would say, Bill, you're kind of black and white kind of guy and all that. Well, maybe that's part of my makeup, but part of what any, well, person with a prophetic ministry, certainly the prophets in the Old Testament, you could probably just say the same about them. They weren't... Kind of namby-pamby guys trying to please people, trying to make everybody happy, trying to just get along, trying to be really nuanced and careful. You know, you don't hear them saying, "Well, Israel," you know, some. Somebody- You sometimes i think maybe are not doing all you could be for god Uh, maybe if you know maybe you need to try harder you know go on and on with all this qualified nuanced stuff no the prophet would say you guys are sinning against yahweh if you don't repent judgment is coming so it was a pretty black and white message And it's possible they had a pretty black and white kind of uh, temperament or personality to do it. And so I suppose receiving those messages might be similar. Some people might be geared to the happy, clappy stuff, but we, well, as Paul says in Acts, we need to proclaim the whole counsel of God. So hopefully even in my work, in my website, I've got hundreds of articles in a section called Sermons and Devotionals, which are often... You know, uplifting, positive. This is a great God we serve. So sure, you do that as well. But when you know uh, there's dangers ahead, again, whether it's the truck running down the road or what have you, when you've been following carefully, say what some of the activist groups are doing and what they said they want to do, including targeting the churches. Well, then it would be irresponsible of you. Not to share those warnings with others, and so yeah, that's been my call for over thirty years now. It hasn't always won me a lot of friends, and uh, you know, you don't always get back to churches too often when you share the strong word that God's given you. But if that's your calling, you have to do it faithfully. You better please God rather than man.
0: Sometimes you've got different movements, and they have a New Testament style of prophet. Uh, which doesn't really resemble the Old Testament style of prophet. But I'm not sure how you can get away from the foundations of what a prophet does uh, by turning on a nuance for a New Testament, uh, when in actual fact the Old Testament prophets did challenge kings and governments and called yeah. the people to repentance. And uh, those sorts of foundations sometimes, I think, need to be in the New Testament prophet as much as we talk about the the Ezekiel-style uh, prophet watchman on the wall. What are your thoughts about people who might know uh, ones in their own movement called a prophet, but they don't actually do some of those sorts of things that Old Testament <laughs> prophets did?
1: Yeah, well, again, we have uh, in the New Testament the calling for various offices and roles. You have teachers and pastors and prophets and the like. Um, and again, uh, yeah, it can vary. Uh, I suppose a good pastor has to do the gamut right every Sunday. He can exposit scripture, give words of encouragement, uh, give you some of the happy, uplifting stuff, and then also give some of the warnings. So it probably depends on who you are and what your calling is. Uh, I guess I have a uh, sort of a watchman on the wall calling. You read about that if you're not familiar in Ezekiel 3 and uh, 33, two accounts kind of of the same thing. One might be a personal call, perhaps the other a more public call. But in both, it's quite interesting to see what God tells Ezekiel. He says, look, when I give you a warning, you better share it with the people. You don't out. You don't try to play it down. You don't try to equivocate and be, you know, polite. You just share that warning. Uh, If you don't, uh, God made it quite clear. Ezekiel would have blood on his hands. But if he did, well, then of course the responsibility falls on the listeners. So, you know, after years of doing this, I guess I've come to see, well, this is kind of what God has called me to do. I can't back away from it. It's as I said, it's not going to make me Joel popular. I'm not going to get into all the mega churches. I'm not going to get invited back to many churches. Some do, mind you, but uh, often you know they have you once and that's it. Because oh, that Bill, he's a bit too hardcore. He's he's not giving us the happy clappy stuff we're looking for. So look, you do what you're called to do. Uh, other people might have more of a soothing. Uh, you know, healing kind of message, which is also needed. Of course, a lot of broken and needy people out there and in the churches. So we need the whole gamut of what God is trying to say to His people. But uh, sadly, it seems that the bottom of the totem pole in terms of popularity and reception would be those who do have a prophetic type calling to warn, sound the alarms, say, "Look." Uh, Things are getting bad in society, and the church is under real threat. Persecution is coming, and behind all that, God's judgment must come if we don't repent. So not always a popular word, but one that's, well, certainly all over the scriptures, and one that we probably need today in the West as much as anything.
0: And Bill, long-time listeners and listening to our conversations this time on a Friday each week will know that there is a negativity and there is a warning style in the way that you deliver a lot of the thoughts that we talk about. I wonder if you've got a perception or a uh, observation about the next generation of Ezekiels on the wall, the next generation of people who'll be fearless in sounding an alarm, a warning. Any thoughts on uh, younger generations of prophets and how they might think of themselves into the future?
1: Yeah, well, we hope and uh, you know pray that every generation God does indeed raise up his own people to do his own work. Uh, You know, I'm an old guy. (laughs) I'm not going to be around forever. And it is encouraging. You know, I I can see some new, youngish Christians engaging in this kind of ministry. Uh, We probably could name some names, people we both know. You know, so that's the neat thing. God is raising up the next generation, and some of these guys are... Well, maybe they've taken heart from us or learned a bit from some of us old guys, but, yeah, they're doing much the same. And that certainly makes me, uh, you know, glad to know that, you know, it's not as if this is going to die out when us old guys leave. There's others who are picking up the mantle, others who are carrying the torch. And, uh, you know, I certainly think it's needed because, you know, the more I teach uh, young people, you know, every year they're the same age. Every year I'm getting a year older. <laughs> and you notice how more and more the younger generation is, you know, not even up on the basics. Uh, they've got, well, they've been badly done by by secular education. They have little understanding of history, often little understanding of their own faith and their own Bible. So in that sense, it's looking worse. So we have to really go back to basics so yeah, I'm I'm praying. Um, well, I think it's numbers 1127, if I'm not mistaken. But Moses had this neat thing that he said: "I wish that all God's people were prophets." So I often say that when I'm speaking, and I pray that that God would raise up more prophetic types, especially as we get more, well, more and more secular and more and more hostile to the Christian faith. We can use more of these prophetic voices, more of these watchmen on the wall, so we can all pray that God would raise up more of them for the dark days ahead.
0: And I imagine if you feel a calling in that direction and not afraid to deliver something that's negative because it is sounding the alarm, because it is uh, the warning in advance, uh, that this idea of blood on your hands is going to be something that resonates with you. If I don't speak now, uh, then I have blood on my hands. If I do speak, the blood is on the hands of those who don't respond. It's, uh, It's an interesting concept, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's uh, something we have to take seriously, and uh, in a recent piece by that very title, I did get a bunch of people sending in comments, and, you know, a number have said, yeah, they were convicted, you know, they should have been speaking out more or more forcefully or, you know, too often were afraid or perhaps even cowardly, didn't want to rock the boat, and they read that article on this issue. Uh, a number of them said, yeah, well, thanks for that challenge. I've I've needed to get a little bit of a kick in the backside to, uh, you know, stop worrying about pleasing man all the time. And let's start getting serious about pleasing God.
0: Well, I'll point people to one of your latest articles called I Don't Want Blood on My Hands. You'll find that at BillMuhlenberg.com. You can simply Google Culture Watch one word and a new look website when you visit Culture Watch and read some of Bill's latest articles. Bill, thanks so much for the update today on 2020.
1: Always a pleasure. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.